Hi, this is Lori Denning, and this is my podcast, The 20 Minute Scriptorian, where we follow the Come Follow Me curriculum. I am a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter day Saints, and while this is an official, I am a believer in the gospel of Jesus Christ. A little bit scholarly, a little bit inspirational, this podcast will attempt to help us become better disciples of Christ. Join me, Scriptorians. Welcome back, Scriptorians. This is Lori, and we are headed into Alma 10, 11, 12, 13, moving on into the story of Zeezrom. Well, I just have a few things I wanted to do on kind of an uh, all-about section or a little bit of an overview of what's going on in these next chapters. But they are there's a lot of information in here. In fact, some of the best theology uh, that we'll see about salvation uh, and judgment and the plan of salvation is all going to be in these next couple of chapters. And around those are kind of an interesting uh, debate, this uh, debate. And it's this really odd thing right at the beginning of this section that we're reading about how much money was worth what and an auntie is worth this and a senum is worth that and barley's worth and you're like well this is boy the plates were so hard to ride on I'm so surprised they're writing this um and Mormon is as I've mentioned before just a brilliant brilliant writer definitely under the uh, inspiration of the spirit but Mormon is an, an amazing editor and writer and so he, he wouldn't just throw this in there so there are some thoughts about what this is so I thought let's uh, let's go through a little bit on the money and the monetary systems and then we'll talk a little bit of theology in the next round all right so jump over let's jump over really quickly to those verses and you're saying Lori I don't want to read those verses and I get it but let's um let's do a little there's a little bit of layup going on before how this monetary system works and it's going to tell us what's going on in the story now Remember, we've been setting the stage and seeing the introduction of priestcrafts, and the priestcrafts is kind of using religion for money and for gain. And so you're going to see this from Nehor, and you're going to see this with Zeezrom, and you're going to see this repeated over and over again, is that there's this uh, priestcrafts going on in the people. Now, we also know that the Book of Mormon was written for our day. So we're going to see, yeah, there were probably things like this happening in our day. And it might not necessarily be religion, right? Anything that uh, takes the place of God could be uh, construed as a priestcraft. So I don't want you to be chalking up some other group and saying, clearly, they're a priestcraft. Um, maybe, maybe, but let's, um, let's, let's not point fingers quite yet. All right, so jump into Alma 11, and I want to share a couple of things that uh, Mormon's going to lay the groundwork about these priestcrafts and how you can recognize them. Now, when we talked about reading narrative and reading about characters in the scriptures, you see a couple of common things that are different than how we read and tell stories today. Namely, you don't hear very much backstory about the characters, but you, when you do, it's important. Additionally, you're going to find something uh, about names. So we've talked about this a little bit before, but names, whether they, they were real names or a substitute name or a title, names often are going to tell something about the character of the person, the, the role they're going to play in their lives, um, something. So when you look at, we've talked about some of these, but when you look at someone like Daniel in the Old Testament, it's uh, God is my judge, and he's definitely judging over the nations, and he uh, has a vision and, and some different things. And then you see someone like Jesus, which is the name Yeshua or Joshua um, in, in art today. That's how we say it, and that means salvation or uh, 
Jehovah saves. So salvation. So he couldn't have a better name. And then we see people like, um, we talked about Martha, uh, Mara being bitterness or one who overcomes uh, and has strength. And so they're just, they're really cool names. Uh, Sariah or Sarah is princess and royalty. And she's certainly the queen of the Abrahamic covenant. So you just see these really cool emphasis on names. Now we don't know all the names very well because they're not speaking a language that we know anymore. They're not speaking Hebrew. They're not speaking Aramaic or Greek or English or Spanish or something that we speak today, but whatever their language they are speaking. And so Mormon's going to tell us a couple of things about these names. So talking about narratives, he's going to tell us about names. We'll get to that in a second. The other thing that we want to remember is that in storytelling, that uh, Mormon a lot of times uh, starts and, and ends with what he's trying to tell you. I, this isn't a secret theme. He's going to punch you right in the nose right at the beginning with it and say, hey, this is what the story is about. And he also is it does not pull punches with his opinion of people. Uh, Mormon is very strongly opinionated. So he's making it very clear uh, what he thinks of these people. And so as he starts to talk about somebody like Alma or Mosiah or Benjamin, you get these, you know, uh, Moroni. Well, let's just, let's look at that for a second. Mormon names his son Moroni after Captain Moroni, and you get that amazing um, salute kind of uh, that that Mormon has. You know, if, the, if all men had been like him, right? If all men had been like him, a kind of quote about Captain Moroni. And this was hundreds and hundreds of years before um, his son was born. But he looks back and names his son Moroni after this great Captain Moroni. So he sees um, names mean something, and 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 he also tells you about the people and tells you how great they are. So Captain Moroni is awesome. And he tells you about King Benjamin is great. And in these cases of Zeezrom and some of them, he's like, they are terrible, terrible men. In this case, he's going to say he is uh, following Satan. So, so he doesn't tippy toe around. Now, sometimes when we tell a story and I don't mean these are fictional, not like that, but when we're trying to lay out a story, you're not, you're going to, um, sometimes we, we do the same thing, right? We, we, the bad guys might wear a, a, a black cowboy hat or a white cowboy hat, or they, they might have a uh, scary music when they enter the story and you're like, Oh, that guy's a bad guy. Um, <laughs> and so we're kind of told what to think about characters. Uh, my favorites are things like star Wars. So don't make fun of me. Cause I know these are fictional stories and uh, the scriptures are not fictional, but they, they name people, you, you know, Darth Sidious and Darth Vader, even the name Darth, it's like dark Darth. I mean, they're not, their names aren't like happy and cheery. And so they're giving them these dark names and you're like, well, I wonder if he's a bad guy. So, so that's kind of how Mormon does it too. Now in modern literature, sometimes we kind of uh, mix that up, but in the scriptures, Mormon is not going to pull any punches with what he thinks about these people. Okay. So watch for those. Those are kind of interesting uh, tips, what he does in scripture. And we find that in, uh, in most scripture as well. All right. So he's going to jump over to 11 and he's going to show us these two things. He's going to not pull any punches and tell us exactly what this theme is and what's going on with these people. And then we're going to learn about names. Okay. So remember those two things. Chapter 11. Now it was in the law of Mosiah that every man who was a judge of the law, who or those who were appointed to be judges, should receive wages according to the time which they labored to judge those who were brought before them to be judged. 
Okay. <laughs> You're like, uh-huh, yeah, sure. They should get paid, right? You're just going to breeze right past this chapter. But I want you to underline that. He's like, this is the theme. This is about money. This is about money. This is about power and money. The judges got paid. And you're like, yeah, okay. So he's going to, he's telling us right up the front. And then he goes on and says, and in fact, if they, they couldn't pay what they were owed, then they would, you know, this is what would happen. And so he's kind of laying the groundwork because it might not be necessarily how it was in his time or in another time. But in Mosiah's, that's how it worked. And then he talks about the, the amount of money that they actually made, these judges. They, they would make a fair, a fair amount, a C9, I, I know I'm not pronouncing those right, of gold for a day. You know pronouncing things wrong is my thing, right? So just go with it. I'm just going to pronounce it wrong. But a C9 of gold for a day was his wage, or a senum of silver, which is equal to a C9 of gold. So they're receiving a, a lot, we're going to learn in a second. And that's the law. So if you were a lawyer or you were a judge in this case, how much you worked the day that you worked you got paid a significant amount and then he goes into this long remember the plates are really hard to engrave on and we're missing lots of things that we would love to hear about and instead we have this big old chunk of time about how much money was made and then and here's why <laughs> because of this story is about money and so here's what he says. He goes, okay, so this is how it works. So a sending of gold or a seon or whatever, or a shum or a something, and that's going to be a lot. And then in verse 6, he tells us an interesting one. He says a senum of silver or an amnor of silver or an ezrum of silver. And that's a, a lot, which was actually equal to a sending of gold, which was equal to barley. And then there's a measure. It's based on weight, right? So then he's going to say, hey, this was, what he's saying is this was worth a lot. So this is, you know, this is, this is a hundred bucks. This is a Benjamin. This is, um, it's like if I told, told you, you know, how much money was worth, right? I said, okay, this is, this is a lot of money in a, in a different country. And then I start out a story about a guy named, uh, Mr. Cash I said, okay, so there's a lot of cash. I want to tell you that cash is a lot. And then there's this story about Mr. Cash. So he, remember he said, that's an Ezram. And the guy's name is Zezrum. So he's going to he's gonna tell a story about Mr. Moneybags or Mr. Cash or Mr. Goldfinger or something like that. So, so it's a play. It's a play on the words. But it's also trying to tell us that this whole story, don't think that this is a, a, a reasonable debate among theologians or someone who's misunderstanding. Mormon's very clear. This is about money. And we see it in the next chapter when... Uh, uh, Zeezrom tries to say, hey, will you answer all my questions? Yeah. And they says, hey, will you, will you deny God exists if I give you, you know, like six weeks worth of money? <laughs> give six, six, six weeks of a pretty high pay wage. Uh, is that okay with you? He's like, no, no. Zeezrom is not an honorable man. This is a story about power and money and priestcrafts. And that's what Mormon's telling us. So he tells us all this thing about money. So that you say, this is what these stories are about. Don't think these are pious people. Don't be fooled. And maybe that's the lesson for our day. Sometimes we're surrounded or we're tempted to be about power and money. And he's like, no, no, that's not what it's about, right? It's power, this money, this judging, bad news, right? This is bad news for them and it would be bad news for our day and age. Now, I'm not going to wax political because we're all in different countries, and so we have different politics and different things going on. 
But the fundamentals are the same. That our leaders and ourselves, we need to stray close to the Lord and we need to be humble and pious and serve those we work with and not be about bribery and power, priestcrafts, or money. So I want you to go back and I want you to read this story. I want you to see if you see some of those things. He's going to, Mormon's going to start out the story and say, this is about wages. And you're going to say, oh, this is about wages. This, is about, this story is about money. And then he's going to talk about names and he's going to set this up so that he can tell you about Mr. Cash or Mr. Moneybags in the stories. Zezrum, an Ezrum of silver or a Zezrum is his name. All right, theologians, that's our context for going in. Next time, we will talk about the theology of Alma. We're probably going to tw uh, 12 and 13 next on the 20-minute script line.